Welcome everyone to Mentium Matters podcast, where we talk about leadership, life, and the transformative power of mentoring. I'm Megan Cummings-Kruger, and today we're going to share part one of our discussion, which focused on the power that comes when you combine strategic intentionality with a clarity of values, which is so relevant in both mentoring and in life. My guest today is Toya Workheiser, who currently serves as a Global Marketing Operations Director at Cigna. Growing up in healthcare industry, Toya has earned positions of increasing responsibilities and navigated pivots to drive business outcomes with roles in revenue cycle management, compliance, strategy and planning, and marketing operations. Toya earned her BS in biology from Central State University and her master's in human resources with a concentration in conflict management from Lipscomb University. Committed to lifelong learning, she also holds certificates in healthcare compliance, change management, and agile scrum master. Toya and her husband have four children, and they reside in Nashville, Tennessee. And as you will hear during our conversation, she also maximized her learnings through the Mentium program, first as a mentee and now as a mentor. Welcome, Toya. Hello, and thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Megan. I'm excited for today. Absolutely, I am as well. So I would like to start out by asking you about when you first joined the Mentium community as a mentee. I know that you created a really strong partnership with your mentor, Artie, and really realized a great deal of growth. So can you share how the program impacted you and why you believe that you were able to make the most of the opportunity? Yeah, this is, it's actually a perfect starting question because it takes me to the start of my relationship with Artie in the intentionality of the match. Mentium's matching process, right? So that was surely a driver of the impact of the program. When I think about that matching program and where I was in my life at the time, so the questions that you guys guys drove to, that's what got me to Artie, right? And so for me, I would have to say that making the most of our experience and the impact, really, it was the lean into how with Artie and his coaching but also the approach, right? We were intentional about the experience. I came in, I kept the, the air was light, but the questions were deep, if that makes sense, right? And Artie's great with this, he's great with it. And I'll have to say of Artie and his style, he's the he's a coach's coach, right? I mean, yes, he was a gymnast in his life, but he's a coach's coach. And it's rarely a no, or you need to do this. It's more guiding questions and inquiries and stories that help you to arrive at a solution that would be relevant and right for you. So, um, you know, if I had to think about it in short, it's always intentionality, right? And, and doing the planning, right? Coming into your mentoring meetings prepared, you have topics, often we would share those in advance. And you can't learn if you're not open enough and vulnerable enough to say, this isn't a place where I have strength or I don't know what to do. So you have to be open and vulnerable and willing to, to talk through that and just ask the hard questions if that's what's going to get you there. So it was good experience for us. And I certainly can say I lean on Artie's practices as I'm mentoring others. So great place to start. Great place to start. It is absolutely a great place to start. And um, we've heard before in the Mentium community, you and Artie talk about it. And it's such a wonderful example that, of what comes. And again, as you say, with that intentionality, beginning with that intention to prioritize yourself, 
in very hard times and distracting times to be able to make sure you are making a most of an opportunity for your own development. I think uh, you're such a good voice for that. So I do recall in your interview, your Mentium interview, you spoke about your passion for building people and building teams. And you've said that over the course of your career, it hasn't been about building operations, it's been about building the people. So can you explain a little more about what you mean by that? Yeah, of course, of course, this is a good one. So much of today, oh gosh, this is great. So where we are in the world today, what do we think about people need to be validated? Validation, right? People need to know why they're in a, the place they're in. So when you think about our role as leaders, whether it's in title or in our daily function or otherwise, we're empowered and trusted to deliver outcomes for the business. And we get that done by building up people and building up teams. So when you think about how we do that, there's a consideration for what is it that this team, this person needs to optimize their performance, right? So you're building into strengths and building people up to optimize success. That's the way I think about it. And as people, there's a, you know, I mentioned there's a need for us to understand how is it that we can be useful? What is my purpose in this space? So if, if you take the step back as a leader and you consider, look for where there are gaps, look for where there are the strengths are on your team and invest in and empower people and your team, therefore, in, in a way that they know they're contributing and they're in purpose, that's going to drive your results. So the, the end product may be that you've built some function, whether it's operations or sales or marketing, whatever it is, but ultimately to get there, there's a build that has to happen in the people and in the team. So for me, it's important, not only that, I kind of like people, so, <laughs> so it's, it happens to work out, right? So it's good, it works out, it works out. One other thing I'll add, and it comes up all the time, I actually was reading something this morning and it came up again, that Maya Angelou quote, I've learned that people will forget what you say, people will forget, will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you make them feel. You make your team feel like rock stars because you're, they're leaning, you're leaning into their strengths, they're leaning into their strengths, and your outcomes will be better. Well, first off, after my 13 years of doing mentoring work, you called upon my absolute all-time favorite quote. That Maya Angelou quote captures the essence of mentoring, so completely agree there. And then also, as I was listening to you, the thought occurred to me that it seems like for a lot of different reasons and a lot of different challenges that we've been dealing with that the role of empathy is being recognized as uh, not just a personal strength, but also a business strength, uh, understanding and caring, understanding what the other person needs. I heard a lot of that in what you were talking about. Yeah, it's, it's definitely there. I think about where we are in the world today. I mean, I'm in my living room right? Or the sitting room. <laughs> and this is where business happens now. We're all in this, in this world and driving results for Fortune 500 companies out of our homes. And for a period there, we also had our kids and we're juggling that. If you can't be empathetic to where your team is in today's world, then you're not going to be successful, right? People yeah. have to feel like you're invested in them for them to invest in you and invest in the company. 
And I'll have to say, like, you, you, you turn on your news feed and what do you see? The great resignation, right? Yeah. If, if you're not empathetic and you're not figuring out how to work with your people and relate to people, be empathetic, you're not going to be able to be successful in today's world. We have to be able to do that. So now it's a good point to bring up, Megan, for sure. You know, meanwhile, you have, we don't have pets, but you'll have kids running around and cats coming across. And what do you do with that? Right. So you have to figure out how to work through it. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone really has been humanized. My favorite line is when people talk about cattails going by the screen. I think that's the immediate, you know, humanization <laughs> of our daily realities. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. So happily for us, as I, I mentioned at the beginning of this discussion, you returned to mentor with Mentium. And you shared that your first Mentium partnership as a mentor, that there was a really powerful experience of the importance of considering how to lead through loss, adversity, and grief. And that this was true for you as you experienced challenges during the program mm -hmm. year. I particularly appreciated your insight uh, when you talked about the importance of going through grief and not around it. So I wonder if you could share a little more about that. I can. Um, and what a time to, to launch into mentorship with Mentium. We could not have predicted the world as it would become, but I did. I stepped into it. <laughs> and, you know, I like to honor my obligation. So, yes, 2020. So we started in 2019 coming into this, what would be a really rough 2020. And it's an important question. And dealing with this is something that many people have had to do. So it was tough for many people. It's not, this isn't something that happened exclusively to me. It's the decisions we make around how we move through these things. So often in a corporate environment, you show up every day and many things have happened and you think you're masking your hurt right? Or you're masking whatever this thing is that you're carrying, but you can't do, you can't really mask it. It's going to come out somewhere. So in 2020, a number of, there were, there was the culmination of all these different things happening in the world and unpleasant things. And we saw them, right? So there was the pandemic. We, we watched as it moved along and it finally got to the U.S. and the challenges we had here. We had the social and civil unrest. There's George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Brianna Taylor and many others, many, many others. And then with the pandemic, personally for me, many people in my community impacted. Couple that with a, a direct loss in my family in January and in July, I lose my father and my brother. All of these things happening at the same time. So it's a lot to deal with, but I work for a healthcare company. I'm, and I was internalizing all of these things and trying to get up every day and put on my mask and come into work, right? Every day was a decision. With the mentorship specifically, I had to think about that, right? So I'm in this relationship and I'm in a role where I should be pouring into this person and helping them to grow through any specific challenges they have, help them to reflect and think about some next steps. And we, we were having a great, you know, it, it was working, right? And, you know, we just, I just got to a point where it, there's the day, there's the call, I'm going through the motions, I get through that call, I have to have a decision. This traumatic event just happened in the world, this traumatic event just happened in my life, that what are we going to do with that? And 
the way I approached it, I was just really, again, the word vulnerable and transparent. Uh, opened the call with this thing happened. It, you know, it might've been when my brother passed, it might've been George Floyd, but what happened in the moment of sharing it, it was, you know, we're back to being humans first and relating to each other. So in a world where on the outside, we, you turn on the TV and you see this conflict between people because of their differences, we're in our homes and we're on a call or on a WebEx and we're having very deep and personal moments of co connectivity. And when I, when I take a step back and I think about, well, what does that translate to? These are the opportunities for us to, two very different people to see each other differently, but different in a good way and to relate in a different way. And therefore it's opening a door to the opportunity to change a person's disposition or preconceived belief system about other people. And how, what does that mean for, I mean, this is a mentorship intended to drive results in a business, help a person grow through their roles. All the research shows when you have a diverse and inclusive environment, your business, your business outcomes are improved significantly, significantly. Yeah. So if we're opening the door and helping people to start thinking about people as people and seeing differences as an added value and changing, shifting some of those preconceived belief systems, ultimately we are helping to grow our business. Not only that, our children are witnessing that it's a better future state for all of us. So I think I arrived at the business outcome here, but really the connectivity there, it's, it's total well-being. And that's what, we, what our goal should be. I mean, sometimes we get a little out of balance, but it's what our goal should be. And we're all better for it, right? So yeah, it was a really rough mentoring period to have to face. On the other side of it, I think we came out okay. I think we came out okay. We did, but thank you for asking that. That's a tough question. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for sharing that. You know, those of us in the mentoring world know, you know, that Marcel Proust quote, if we're going to throw our quotes around, that one that is, you know, the greatest journey is, is seeing through another's eyes. And to have gone through that unique, painful, challenging period and being intentional about being vulnerable and open about it, it strikes me as it as a really unique journey, but it also strikes me that that is yet more mentoring in a way. That was yet more learning for your mentee as well as you, but also that that was a really powerful journey. It certainly was. And I'll tell you that Artie and I, we also, he demonstrated that, right? Speaking to it from a mentor mentee, when I was the mentee, Artie also demonstrated that well, right? So just reflecting on that with, with your comments, certainly, Certainly one we should keep in the toolkit. Right here is a great place to pause. Please join us next time for part two of our conversation with Toya Workheiser.